Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm Blake Oliver. I'm David Leary. And we have the opportunity today to talk to an actual accounting student, a CPA candidate, Chayton Farley. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Blake and David. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I think this is one of the things that as a profession we don't do enough of, which is actually talk to the young people who are entering the CPA world, the accounting profession. You are a student right now, Chayton, is that right? Yep. So I am a junior at the University of Pacific in Stockton. So just like an hour outside of the Bay Area. So. All right. I went to high school in Sacramento, so you're not that far away from... Uh... Uh, where I lived. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Oh, that, cool. I'm like 30 minutes south. So Yeah. We had a lot of students at my high school who lived in Stockton. Um, what what inspired you to study accounting? Um, it's kind of a, a long story. I can make it kind of short. But um, so I served a two-year service mission for my church right after high school. Had no idea what I wanted to to study. So I went and I spent two years in Costa Rica and then I came home and about uh, six months later, the pandemic happened. So I was about to start school. And when COVID hit, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I don't want to, I don't want to do school online. So I, I had just recently gotten married. And so I ended up just picking up a job as a, a carpet cleaner. So I was cleaning carpets traveling all over. I was in Utah at the time, traveling all over Utah, cleaning carpets. And I started listening to business podcasts. So I actually came across a podcast called The Sweaty Startup. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it um, by Nick Huber. He's yeah. A, yeah. I follow so him he, on uh, Twitter. I think he's actually on an episode, like on a course that we have on Earmark. Is he really? Yeah. I'll have to check that out. But um, so he teaches about how entrepreneurship needs to be simple. Like it's all about taking ideas that are already working and just doing that until you can make enough money to invest in real estate and other things and such. So that really inspired me to not just go to school for a degree, but to go to school for skills that could make me a decent amount of money. Um, so I started networking, used my father-in-law a little bit to get to know some CFOs and CEOs locally here in California. And they all recommended accounting as the, the best degree if I was going to run a business after school. So started studying accounting and I've just come to love accounting. And so that's, that's how I got here. That's great. And, and, and this goes to things we've talked about before on the show, this like, if you get an accounting degree, you're, you're, you can do anything. You can go into any industry and have a business and you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I keep, I have a brother I'm trying to convince he was gonna, he's a poli sci major, but he doesn't like it anymore. So I'm trying to convince him to, to switch to accounting. And that's what I tell everybody. Just like what you said, David, is that if you go into accounting you can do anything you want in the business world because everything revolves around the basic accounting principles. But if you study marketing, you can't switch and go into accounting. You're stuck. So your accounting classes, like how far along are you? Where are you at on this journey to 
becoming a CPA. And I, and I, I take it you do want to become a CPA. Yeah. Yep. So the plan right now is actually to do to get my CPA and my CMA. I have a couple of friends who have done that. And then um, you had posted a couple weeks ago about that, Blake, about how CMAs and CPAs actually make more money when you have both. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am, I would say I'm just starting the upper, upper level accounting courses. So I've taken intermediate financial accounting one. I'm in my second intermediate financial accounting class. And then I also have cost accounting this semester. So I have, I'm ahead on my accounting courses and behind on my GEs. I kind of did that purposefully to make my workload easier the rest of my, my college career. But I should be able to be CPA eligible in the spring of 2026. So I'm in a dual master's bachelor's program. So I'm doing both at the same time right now. So you'll graduate in four years and you'll have a master's or is it a five-year program? How's it? It's a five-year program, but Mm -hmm. so I actually just transferred to the University of Pacific. I was at Brigham Young University, Idaho before I did that. Mm -hmm. And at BYU-Idaho, they have a three-track system. So you can take three semesters a year instead of two. So I actually got an extra two semesters done the first two years of school. So I'll finish in about four and a half years instead of the five. Okay. So how, how do you feel about the 150-hour rule, this five years of education? It obviously hasn't deterred you. What do you think? It's, it's hard. So I, I see the value in getting extra education if it's in accounting and if it helps towards what you're going to be doing after, right? But just setting it as a standard for to sit for the CPA exam doesn't do much. Um, I don't know specifically the requirements in every state. I know here in California, there's certain accounting courses you have to take in order to sit for the CPA exam. And some of those are included in the master's program that I'm going to be in. But... I mean, it's hard looking at all the finance students who are going to graduate in four years, probably make more than me their first couple of years after school, and they don't have to sit for an exam or get any specific certification. They just have to network like I'm doing right now, right? So it's... Oh, go oh, ahead, sorry. David. It's interesting you said that because I think, think we've talked about that in the show before is that the social implications, right? Your friends are graduating. They're going off to make some money and you're going to still be in school. Like I, I've never really thought it, about it from that point of view before. It's good that you brought that up. Well, and I find accounting very interesting. But what's hard is most people in my generation don't see accounting as interesting. They see it as boring, right? Like... Everybody wants to go do consulting at BCG or at McKinsey. They don't want to go, you know, do audits for a local firm or do taxes for even a big four. So it's, you know, the big four market themselves really well. But aside from that, like, I mean, if I'm talking about in my community, like everyone sees the accountants as the boring people. (laughs) Why do you think that is, Chayton? Like, is this something you have experienced directly with your classmates, with your fellow students? 
what's the reason for it? I, I don't think there's enough people talking about it. I mean, running into the earmark podcasts and all the podcasts that are associated with it gets me about exciting, uh, excited about accounting because I listen to it every day. I mean, I was just doing the dishes and listened to your guys' episode from yesterday and I get excited about it, right? But if you're just sitting through the classes and, for example, yesterday we were just talking about short-term liabilities, it's hard to see the long view when you're just getting those basic principles in your classes, right? So it's maybe it's easier for me because I see the long view, right? I see what it could be. I could see a couple years in audit and then going and doing advisory for myself and being able to really add value. But when students don't see that as an accountant, they can add value to their clients, I think there's a disconnect there between all the principles they're learning in school and what they can actually go and do. Yeah. So uh, too much focus on the rules and not enough on what you can do when you master those rules. Yeah. I So something, another thought I've had as I've listened to you guys, specifically you, Blake, interview all the people on, on your Earmark podcast is almost every person you interview, it goes back to bookkeeping. So if if the books are good, taxes are good. If you're doing the books for a company, it almost makes sense to be doing advisory for them because you see all the transactions in their business. But there's no bookkeeping courses in in college. I mean, there's some universities that offer like a QuickBooks course so that you're familiar with the platform and understand how to use it. But you do debits and credits and financial accounting, but you're not doing month-end closes all the time. You're not seeing those transactions come in and seeing how they apply to the company. So I think if more students had bookkeeping roles or there was a course where maybe you just acted like you were a small business and Mm -hmm. you had to do the bookkeeping for that entire course of the business, I think that would make a huge difference on how accounting students see accounting and how it ends up making an impact on the company and on future clients. Jaden, was your accounting one-on-one or introduction to accounting, was that, did you do that at BYU or did you do that at uh, University of the Pacific? So I did that at Brigham Young University, Idaho. Got it. And then can you just explain? paint a picture of what that, that class was like. Was it 500 students? Was it, how was the professor? Cause I think that's the big first experience, ex- first exposure to accounting. Yeah. I'm just wondering how, how that was obviously for you, it might've been different than everybody else, but how was the class in general? Yeah. So I've been really blessed in that both the universities I've gone to have been um, really small class sizes. So that was a big class size. And I would say that was probably 30 to 40 people. I think the problem with it was I really liked the professor and got to know the professor. Um, but most of the students already have their eyes set on, oh, I'm just going to be a regular business student or I'm going to be a regular marketing student. And everybody tells them ahead of time, like, oh, your accounting courses suck. Like you mm. just know, they 
there's rumors going around before you even get in the class. Wow. The class is going to be terrible because it's accounting. And so the marketing kids and the other students who aren't going into accounting don't, I feel like they don't see the value in the class because they're already, they already have their mindset on what they want to do and don't want to learn how to do debits and credits. Yeah. But maybe if the class was, you know, I think we all could do a better job at talking about accounting classes as being exciting and not being boring. But maybe one thing that really struck me and helped me continue to choose accounting after that was the real world business application that my professors did. Um, specifically in my managerial accounting course. So that's the second basic accounting course that I had to take that every business major has to take. I had a professor who had started out at a big four and then had worked in industry the rest of his career, but he had come on as a CFO to a really small company and had essentially turned their books and their business around. And the way he taught the class showed me directly how operations and accounting were meshed together and that with bad books, you had bad operations. And once I saw that connection, it was like a light bulb. It was like, hey, I can go do anything I want in the business world if I can understand basic accounting concepts. And I think if more students had that connection, um, you know, if people who wanted to go into consulting and or advisory or wanted to be their own business owner, if they could understand that if they really honed their accounting skills, it would be beneficial to everything they're going to do in their career. I agree completely with you, Chayton. When I was going back to school for accounting, I had the benefit of not only being a freelance bookkeeper, so I was actually doing the books and putting these debits and credits into practice, um, but I also owned my own business as a freelancer. And I got into the habit of updating my books every single day in the cloud. And I knew where I stood as a business owner every single day, every morning, I would go in and reconcile the previous day's transactions thanks to the advent of cloud-based accounting. And I had so much comfort, especially when I started hiring employees and I had costs and I had to figure out what were my margins and make sure that you know my cash flow was going to be all right. I, I actually was doing like short-term cash flow projections for myself. And it's a lot of fun when you can actually use the accounting to run the business as opposed to just this after the fact thing, right? And I feel like those students in those introductory accounting classes would get so much more out of it if it was less theory and more application. Like even something silly like run a lemonade stand and do the accounting on paper for it is really eye-opening. Yeah. Just, right? Well, and that's the fun part of accounting, I feel like, right? So last semester in my intermediate financial accounting class, the very end of the semester, we had to do all of the the end of the year entries and then make sure the financial statement was correct based on those entries. I loved that. That was my final exam. I loved that. But I would have loved to do that the whole semester, right? 
Yeah. It is kind of funny where, you know, you students go through their whole entire college career to get a business degree. And unless you go to get a master's or go to get your MBA, they don't actually have you try to create a business or run a business or do any business related stuff, which really you should make people do it their freshman year and realize all the difficulties and maybe motivate them to learn. Right. Yeah. And I think it goes full circle too, because so accounting students, if they own their own firm someday, or even if they become a partner, they need to have the, the skills that you get as a business owner from sales, from marketing, from uh, being client facing and being able to understand where your clients are coming from, where if you've just sat and audited cash on a huge fortune 500 company for 10 years, you're not going to have any of those skills. So Chayton, you mentioned audit as a potential path after you graduate. Is that your primary goal? Go work as an auditor? Are you considering anything else? You mentioned you want to do your CPA and your CMA. So I imagine that will decide a lot of where you go. Yeah, so it's hard. Um, So in a couple of episodes, you guys have talked about how um, about 10 years ago, the big four, well, for decades now, the big four have been the big push. I, I feel like it's still the same. Um, at both my universities, which, you know, for some people, that's not a bad thing. Um, Meaning the professors are saying that's the path. They're saying go big four. Are they recruiting on campus? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of local firms too. Um, I think both universities I've gone to have done a lot better job at giving options, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of small firms that are doing really cool things. And I think both of the universities I've gone to have given equal opportunity to the smaller firms as well as the bigger firms to be in front of the students. But for the students that want to go places and do big things, it's always still continued to be said that you need to go big four for your, you know, tell senior manager and then you can move on. Um, I'm not completely sure where I want to go yet. Um, I think both you and David have me sold on starting a cloud accounting services business someday. Um, I love clients. I love being able to interact with people and I love technology. And I think it'd be amazing to build something remote someday that would allow me to, to do that. But, um, I don't know what the best way I'm still working to find out what the best way to get to that point would be. Right. Mm. Like, would it be best to have a couple of years on of big four on my resume to then be able to start that? Or would it be better to go work for someone like summit virtual CFO or work for, um, reconciled or a firm that's, you know, already doing these cloud accounting services to get that experience and then go and do it on my own. So, that's something I'm working through and trying to decide and find where to go. Um, I know, so I've networked with quite a few people at EY in Sacramento, a really small office, and they don't seem to be working 80-hour weeks during busy season. Um, They do a lot of mix of consulting and accounting work or audit work. 
and at that office they're actually doing three days remote two days in person Hmm. so if big four experience is not 80 hours a week and i would have the resources at my disposal it might be be a really good path so well and and i went to high school in sacramento i live there for uh for a little bit it's a nice place you know a lot of farm to table restaurants you know it's not too not too busy could be a good place to start your career well and you're just outside the bay area so yeah. you get all the perks of being close enough to the bay area to take part in those without having to deal with the traffic and prices and cost of living yeah all that yeah well this is I'm torn, Chayton, because I kind of want you to go big four so that we can uh, you can call us back in a couple of years and like tell us how it's going. Like a spy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, or or maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Maybe we're totally off on this. And and like you said, um, well, like you implied, every office is different. So you know, uh, and that's the thing about these big firms, right? Is that they all share a logo, but in the end, it's the team you work with that determines your experience. And so if you find the right team inside of a big firm, it doesn't matter what it's called. Yeah. That's the important thing. It's the people you work with that in accounting, I think, that make the that make the job great or terrible. Yeah, and just for some context, there were actually a few people at that office who had worked at bigger offices like San Jose or San Francisco and had moved to this office and had had a completely different experience. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's something else to consider as you choose your firm and choose where you want to work, like you just said. Well, Chayton, we'd love to stay in touch and keep us appraised of your progress and how you're feeling about the CPA and the CMA. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, I appreciate all you guys are doing. I, I wish more students were listening to your podcast because... I think there's a lot to be excited for for a career in accounting if you're if you're listening to earmark. So Fantastic. Job. Spread the word. <laughs> Spread the good word. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon, Chayton. Hey, thank you so much.